Good morning, good day, and good evening. I am, as always, your host, Brody Robertson. Welcome back to the show. Today, any of the uh, the, the video watchers, you probably noticed there is no layout. Uh, there's a good reason for that. Uh, things changed, like, last minute. It's fine. If, you, if it really bothers you, just go listen to the audio version. It'll be exactly the same. So, today, we've got some local... Uh, uh, <laughs> Local South Australian indie game devs. There we go. We're not going to restart that. Uh, anyone who's seen this before knows that if I try to think of anything on the fly, it's just going to fall apart. So, welcome to the show, Daytime Devs. How about you all just introduce yourselves uh, one by one? We'll start with Luke, I guess. Uh, g'day, I'm Luke. I'm a programmer for Daytime Devs. And we've been working on it for like two years or so. Um, Nice to meet you, Brody. Nice to meet you too. Uh, we'll go Holy Diver next. Go. Oh no, I changed my layout. Okay. Just oh, the, go. The, yes. Yes. Hi, I'm Holy Diver or Scott, um, and I am, I guess, the lead uh, graphical designer and or three D three D person on uh, the team. <laughs> okay. And last one. Yep. Howdy. I'm Alex. Um, also, Node Reaver. Um, on Discord and that, and I'm also a programmer who's working on Super Book Book Chicken as part of Daytime Devs. I, I think and you were the I first one who actually out. mentioned the name of the project. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> how about that? Well, you're yeah. also Wesley. Yes, I, that's I've, true. I've got the game on the screen right now. So, how about you guys just briefly? One, do you pick to briefly explain like what this game is? Alex. <laughs> yeah, sure. Super Book Book Chicken fun. is an infinite runner. Mm -hmm. But it's a little bit different to normal because most infinite runners have lanes and mm -hmm. Super Bulk Chicken doesn't have lanes. But also we've really lent into the quirky and kind of wacky vibe mm -hmm. with Super Bulk Chicken. Um, one of the things we really tried to do with it as well is make sure that people of any age and any skill level could play. So you can crank the speed down all the way to slow and have like a really beginner experience. Or you can crank the chili meter all the way up to red and, and play like a real gamer. <laughs> Yeah, from that's my experience playing at Avcon, um, playing on full speed is a is a little <laughs> bit much. I think <laughs> the demo. I, th I think I'm looking at here. I think this is like the default speed, maybe. Um, it's the the latest one you had on the on the channel, so I'm not really yep. sure what speed it's at. But I think this is around about the default speed. But when I was playing at, like, do you have a video showing the top speed or not? Oh, it uh, might no. be like one of the like long streams or something. We might we be don't able to send you on this video. Yeah. yeah. So we're no gonna release the video soon that has the higher game speed in it. We just okay. didn't want to scare people away. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's totally fair. That is totally fair. Um, because I was saying, yeah, the when I played at the Avcon, it was. I feel like the top speed. I don't know. I feel like some of the 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 game kind of it falls apart a little bit at the top, like the very, very top speed. Like it's a little bit too touchy to move around. Um, I'm not really sure what you could do to address that, but uh, I, someone who was there was saying play like two or three down from the top and then it's it's a lot more reasonable to, to actually control. And from my experience, that that was a lot better to play. Like it was, I feel like the default speed is way too slow for me, but at that point you can... Yeah, it it feels fun at that point for me. Yeah, the uh, default speed is like set fit like fairly like 
uh, aimed at casual gamers. Mm -hmm. And so if you have more experience with gaming, you're probably going to want to crank it up a bit. Mm -hmm. And I agree, like the very tippity top speed on the chili level is kind of nutty. Like if you if you're able to play at that speed, that's fine. Like good on you. You're some superhuman. But the reaction times like you have to have like really fast reaction times to deal with some of the stuff that exists in the world. But like I find the sweet spot to be that 1.8 times speed, I think, Mm -hmm. which is two two levels above the default. Mm -hmm. So I would say that's completely like personal opinion because that's someone who plays on the top speed. Uh, being uh, <laughs> quite a few high scores as Big B, mm-hmm. definitely achievable, just uh, takes time. Well, but one thing we should note when we talk about speed <laughs> mm-hmm. is it's only the starting speed that gets changed. Okay. Because it, it basically um, the speed continually increases over time. Right, right. And you're just setting your start speed so that when the slower speed would have reached up to your speed, you'll mm-hmm. then start increasing. So right, so if you do have... survive long enough, you'll eventually be at the top speed anyway exactly yep. is and that way we can have everyone on the same high scores we didn't have this until like one patch into the release of the demo mm-hmm. but we wanted to change that so everyone could be on the same high score so no matter what speed you play at you're versing everyone so is that the the top speed that you set is that like the actual top speed or if you start at that does it get faster over time oh, it's still go like the game oh, will just keep faster. increasing until it gets to a point where you just can't okay, keep up okay. I didn't survive long enough on the top three to notice that. (laughs) It's kind of based on, like, Tetris, where the game just continually gets faster until you can't keep up. Right, right. Otherwise, you'll be able to play on the cylinder forever. (laughs) (laughs) And the chili at the end tells you, like, how far you went compared to what your setting was, so that Mm. way you can adjust on the fly as you need. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Because when, like, you know, when you're playing at a con, you you already have everything set up, so it's like... And you're jumping into a game with like already all the powers already unlocked yeah. as well. So it's a lot of the, a lot of games. You know, you you've two two options when showing off a game. You have the option of starting people off at the start, which is what some of the other um, some of the others were doing. They're like a, I believe Dark Web Stream was like that. I don't know if you got a chance to play that while you were there. Uh, no, um, I didn't. And there's a couple of others, uh, but. You have the other option of doing what you guys did, where you just throw everything at the player, which can be kind of overwhelming, but it does give you the ability to sort of show what the game is really all about. Yeah. I think yeah, it works definitely. particularly well with mm-hmm. Bork Bork because, or Super Bork Bork Chicken because it's not as, as in-depth as some of the other games like that were on show, like strategy games yeah, yeah. or games that have a lot. Like, they're very heavy, and you you got a large learning curve to, mm-hmm. like... Um, reach the max potential or whatever. But with Bork Bork, you can kind of, like, even when you've you've been given everything, you can kind of just jump in and experience a round and go, oh, okay, I've got the gist. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Well, yeah, even, like, there's, how many buttons are there? It's like, you got to move, you got to press the jump button, and then there's the, 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 the Bork. Bork. And And that's, yeah. Am I missing one? Is that it? I think that might be it. Yeah, yeah so purposely tried to lower the buttons because we were originally thinking our best audience might be phone. Okay. So we didn't want to uh, like have too many buttons for a phone screen. Right, it does have like a very... It's clear that mobile was sort of part of the design with how you look... Like if you look at the UI, like you've got the, the balk button, the dash button down the bottom, you've got the 
you've got the like the pause in the top corner. Like you don't need those to be there if you're playing on a controller. But yep. it's clear that you guys were obviously intending to eventually get onto uh onto mobile. Um, before we get into all of that stuff though, let's uh just sort of do a bit of a background on all of you. So, uh, one of you pick who you want to start to say like what what you were doing and sort of if you've had any experience with this beforehand or you're learning everything from the start or like I, I what what experience do you guys have at all Alex you can start I reckon I reckon we go in age order <laughs> sure <laughs> um so in terms of book book chicken um we'd already sort of mucked around with making a couple of games in unity before mm -hmm. but we never launched them um if you want to go back in time a little bit, um, back in high school, we were making games, uh, even primary school. Uh, oh, wow. Especially Luke <laughs> on that one. Um, but around high school age, I've we had this rule in our house where uh, we weren't allowed to play video games on weeknights. It was our parents trying to get us to do homework. Mm -hmm. uh, but I found that if I did all my homework and then I made games, I was able to play them. Right. <laughs> So I downloaded Game Maker and then downloaded other people's projects and just played them in Game Maker, pretending that I was doing work. Um, and my parents, you know, they loved it. <laughs> then I realized that it, it was actually fun making games too. And I just sort of mucked around in Game Maker a couple of times. Mm -hmm. um, I ended up making this game called Turret Tactics, which I think Scott's year level at our high school, everyone had it on a USB. And they were playing it all through IT class and everything. <laughs> Um, fast forward a couple of years, we tried Unity, and yeah, we we had that experience there from just uh, self self taught basically. Yeah, awesome. Um, uh, in terms of my background for this, uh, for Super Bowl for Chicken, I didn't really have anything in terms of making like previously when Alex was saying that we, we had worked on like Game Maker and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I had done a couple of sprites here and there, but that was like just. Very simple stuff like painting, you know, two D painting type stuff, like right. and pixel, all pixel graphics kind of style. And so, I uh, later on, I quite was always interested in like three D software and uh, that kind of opportunities that you can do with that. So, I kind of got into learning Blender a couple of years ago, like maybe four or five years ago now, and then kind of that just. I got good at doing that. And then I was like, oh, how can I make this into a game, like game ready products that I could maybe sell? And then these guys were talking about making a game that's like all three of us. And I was like, well, I'll just do it for that then. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of my background. Mm -hmm. Alex, you missed out that you have a computer science degree. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I have that too. <laughs> oh, you work in web maker. development. Oh, you actually have a job? Yeah, I, I'm a developer as my day job. Oh, nice. Uh, thank you for pointing that out, Luke. Um, but yeah, it's a different skill set to games. Like, I, mm. I know programming, but mm -hmm. programming for games is different. You know, no, but you feel more... the senior role quite well. <laughs> <laughs> I do code reviews. This is bad. This is bad. <laughs> so you're using your degree for something useful. I've got a software engineering honors and I make YouTube videos. Hey, hey whatever hey, works. <laughs> Well, I've got a science degree and then um, <laughs> it, majoring in genetics and... Uh, oh, you're way uh, off. <laughs> yeah, and then now I'm making games, so... <laughs> how uh, did, yeah, how did you sort of get that... Wanted, like, get involved with that then? So I've always been making games since, hmm. like, yeah, primary school. I yeah, made, yeah. like, little games in Flash. 
and then uh, made in a high school Christmas game. Actually, we've always been making uh, like quizzes and stuff at Christmas for each other. Um, we call it Quizmas. So we just give quizzes to each other. And sometimes that's in the form of a game. Um, but uh, yeah, and then I uh, got a job in the Army Reserves and then uh, finished my science degree. Wasn't really sure what I wanted to do with it. Just got an IT job and then realized I do not want to be uh, in an IT job because everyone just complains that, you, that things are broken. <laughs> Mm -hmm. so then i was like well let's have a crack at making actually making a game for production and mm -hmm. alex had a, like um the way super bork ball came to be is that we were making one of the games i had made in primary school mm -hmm. um called uh hot potato where it was just like a platformer that goes up okay and uh when and there's a lava at the bottom and if you fall and hit the lava you turn into a potato and someone else can pick you up and then you've got to like keep them alive oh, that's, uh, to okay, a that's actually really cool. point. yeah and they like explode on you and you're, you're like no but um we would we were gonna try and do that in unity and i had never done any like 2d in unity so i was like oh we'll just make it 3d <laughs> um because originally it was in game maker and then we were like, how do we do, because it had warping, like Pac-Man warping on the side. And we're like, mm -hmm. how do we do that in 3D, like in multiplayer? And then we just were like, well, why don't we just make it a cylinder that goes up? So okay. we, we had a, like, that's how we got the cylinder that goes up. But, but then one weekend I wanted to make a game because I've just, I just jumped from project to project. I want to make a game for my partner. So I just made the cylinder and chucked it on its side. And that's how <laughs> we got the cylinder that goes forwards. Like, okay. Into. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, chucked a chicken in, and then it was super bork bork chicken because, you know, bork balls are awesome. Like, yeah, <laughs> Dragon Ball Z ish, maybe. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then I like, we played a little bit, and then Alex stuck to it, and then I came back to it uh, because, it, you know, it was getting there, and we're like, well, we'll make this one our first release because it was small in scope. Mm hmm. Compared to all my other projects that were just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great I, use I, of was there because it was small. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I think that's the problem that a lot of people take on with, especially like their first project. It's like, I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to do this. And it's just like the, the scope list keeps growing and growing. And like, yeah. obviously you guys can keep adding like more power-ups and different levels and things like that but you've got a very clear concept about what you're trying to make the game be and i think that's what really helps like you you know okay we want to make an infinite runner yeah that's like you've got your very clear guideline of this is going to be an infinite runner <laughs> yeah infinite runner it's interesting you say that because we did have one of the problems um with our items when we first made the item system mm -hmm. which hasn't been brought up yet but you can switch items like there's three slots on your chicken mm -hmm. so that's where so it's your like, gear slot basically there's heaps of infinite mm -hmm. runners on the phone but they're all like people made them for like five dollars or whatever right. and they or well, yeah everyone's played some like ones, temple run like, temple yeah. run or they're like the good one um but with this item system it lets you customize your play a little bit mm -hmm. because and they all interact uh with each other which is a bit more like D&D-ish or like, oh no, what is it? Like um... RPG-ish. RPG-ish, yeah. Yeah, yeah so usually there's a lot the... of hidden complexity oh. there. And, but although it was just way out, it just did not tie in at all. So then we had to figure out how to make it tie in. Mm -hmm. 
and we we made Rascal appear, and that's how we started getting these characters like Rascal and Wesley. Mm-hmm. And then we made it also time with your cosmetics as well, because people like customizing and looking pretty. So Before you go we too like far there, um, explain Rascal and, Wes- uh, Rascal and Wesley. I don't think oh. I showed that on the video yet. I'll let Scott and Alex, since they are okay, Rascal go ahead. and yeah. Wesley. All right. Wesley first. <laughs> That's you. That's you. <laughs> I've got the names confused. Uh, yeah. Wesley is a weasel. <laughs> and, well, actually a stepped polecat, which is like a type of weasel, I believe. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Um, but Wesley's the shopkeeper, mm-hmm. and Wesley is the one that you buy items from. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in order to get the items, you need to unlock them by catching the rascal. Oh, and... okay, okay. Yeah. Because that part, oh. obviously, you guys didn't show off in at Avcon because you just had everything just there. Yep. Okay, yeah. that's how that worked. So we had all the items unlocked at Avcon just to give people the chance to, if they wanted to go change uh, items, they could experience that. Right, right. Um. But technically, uh, Rascal, um, who I'm the voice of, uh, he he, or well, they they've um, stolen all the items from the shopkeeper mm-hmm. uh, Wesley, and uh, the only way you can restock the shop to be able to purchase these items is by catching uh, the Rascal, mm-hmm. and uh, you kind of go on this like little chase. That's another thing that's really different because a lot of the time with endless runners there's something chasing you mm-hmm. but this time we've kind of added something where you chase and you're, you're doing the chasing yeah mm-hmm. uh, but you, basically you just have to catch the rascal and once you have uh the item will be restocked in the shop for you to purchase at where from wesley mm-hmm. yeah uh, what's the currency you use in the game is that the eggs you collect or yes okay yeah right. and there's no in-game purchases for eggs or items, and we don't plan to. Um, we just want to, you buy the game, you get it all, and that will be the same for phone. The phone, the one in-app purchase will be to unlock from demo game. Because, right. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, that makes yeah sense. We, we aren't a huge fan of, like, the current system with everyone's, like, spamming <laughs> microtransactions at the at players. And, like... As much as some people enjoy spending money on microtransactions to try and get a leg up, but like they definitely do, yes, yes, yeah. Um, often, um, they're not just for leg ups; they're just for visual stuff. But like, you can get all the visual stuff in the game, no worries. You just got to play a little bit. That's all mm-hmm. it is. Um, but you're not getting, yeah, no ads, nothing like that. It's just you pay for the game and you get the whole game. Because mm-hmm. we That's were concerned it. with like. Our audience, although we've got maybe some hardcore um, uh, high score seekers, mm-hmm. uh, we might also like a lot of kids really liked it at Avcon. Mm-hmm. Um, one kid just kept coming back like every hour. He brought his dad, and we just oh, ended up being, sweet. you know, having a chat with him. Um, but yeah, that's why we didn't want any microtransactions because mm-hmm. we've heard those stories where a kid's downloaded an app and then purchased like a thousand million dollars. Yeah. yeah. Of, yeah. <laughs> Well, the the problem, like the real problem with microtransactions, is when there is an infinite ceiling. Like, if you play, uh, I don't know if any of you guys have played like Genshin Impact or something like that, or any of these gacha games that are out there, where yep. there is no limit to how much you can spend. Like, it's one thing if there is a game that has like a cosmetic shop and you can buy everything in the cosmetic shop, but that's the end. Yeah. When there is no limit and you can just keep spending and spending and spending, that's where it becomes a like really serious problem. Yeah. Especially, Especially when that spending it's... is like the more money you spend, the more power you get in the game. 
Yeah, oh, or it's sure. linked to like a gambling type. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, especially yeah. with like gacha stuff. Yeah. I've I've made it very clear before that I think that all of these gacha games should be like eighteen plus. Like, doesn't matter. Like, if you're gonna have gambling <laughs> in a game like this, it should be eighteen yeah, that's, plus. That's fair. Like, I know yeah, some people don't yeah. agree with that take, but you know we treat other gambling like this anyway. So you know, might as be might as well be consistent with it. Mm. But no, it is it is um, cool that you guys are just trying to make a game you but not fill it like i i could understand like why you would want to fill it with microtransactions if like you i i if a game i don't know it, it's it's really weird because like i can't fault someone for trying to make money off of a game like if you've put a lot of work into it you are trying like especially if that is something you're doing as like a, a full-time thing like I, I cannot fault someone for doing that but I definitely can respect someone who's just, they're clear on, we don't want to have microtransactions in this. We just want to make a game and put it out there. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty much the vibe we've got. Mm -hmm. And and yeah, you're right. Like in terms of business decisions or just in terms of making money from the effort that you've put into the game, it mm -hmm. makes financial sense to, mm -hmm. to put these kind of microtransactions in because they're more attractive to get the game for free. Yeah. Get, like all the functionality, except not that powerful item that you mm -hmm. have to pay money for. Um, but yeah, we, we sort of wanted to go a little bit old school, but also, as everyone said already, try to avoid those overspending, yeah, <laughs> that's, especially in the kids. Audience that's why we got the demo mm -hmm. as yeah. our mm -hmm. like smooth, easy barrier to entry. The demo is free mm -hmm. and you can just, yeah, you don't have to pay for that. And then you can buy the game if you think you like it. How much is contained within the, uh, the demo? Eight levels. Eight levels, okay. Which means you can unlock eight items. Mm -hmm. Then there is a trial level, and you get all the missions that you get in the full game. Okay. So that's the mission system. It's like daily missions, which we mm -hmm. haven't mentioned as well. But oh. because we had the thoughts of it's going to be on mobile, and also we thought, what else can we do to make people want to play this game more? We mm -hmm. put in daily missions. <laughs> and you get eggs rewards, but you can also get cannon ticket rewards, mm -hmm. which are... Um, we haven't explained the canon either, but the canon <laughs> is like a checkpoint system. <laughs> it basically lets you catch up to the the stars that you've collected, and the stars are like uh, at certain points throughout the level. Oh, is so, that what that was? Yeah. I noticed as I was progressing, like I would have like a certain number of stars. I wasn't really sure what that exactly meant, but that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, they, like three yellow stars is your goal. That that means you've completed the level as far as unlocking everything goes. Right, that makes However, sense. However, it's really mm. it happens really early in the level, and if you're really good, you're going to get past that, and then there's not going to be anything more for you. So what mm. we ended up doing, and this is because Luke got past it really easily, and he was like, "I need a, I need something else to collect, guys." <laughs> so we added six more stars after the yellow stars. We have red stars. <laughs> there's three of them, and they're further spread out than the yellow ones. And then there's purple stars, and they're even further along. I think the last purple star is around 12,000 score, which is, like, if you're there, you're already over the max speed chili you can get to. It's impressive. Like, just getting to that is amazing. You've done really well if you can. <laughs> Thank you. As someone who's purple star in the first three areas so far, and I'm going to do them all. Um, the cannon only goes up to the red star because right. we wanted, when you're setting high scores, we don't want it that, oh, you just set the high score because you cannoned. Mm -hmm. So pretty much right, the okay. purple scars are going to be where the like top scores are at anyway. So mm -hmm. Yeah. So sort of just but a convenience thing to time. just ignore that early section if you're trying to go for those high scores. Exactly. Yeah. Right, right.
How how long yeah. does it take to get up to the purple section? Oh, uh, um, a while. Without cannon, without, yeah, without, like, yeah. without cannon, probably like twelve-ish minutes. Okay, yeah, that yeah, and something like that. Like seven with cannon. Seven like with that. cannon, yeah, because oh. it's still quite a far away from. Because the max cannon you can get to is the third red star, mm -hmm. and so you have to have made it there previously. But once you have made it there, you can transport there. But that's like at like seven thousand or eight thousand or something. Mm -hmm. And then to get to twelve, that's another four thousand that you still got to travel at that higher speed. Right. So. Right. If you're consistently getting there, you'll be able to afford these cannon runs to like mm -hmm. keep uh, taking them, so that that you don't have to experience the first start of the right, game right. where it can be a bit slowish to start. Mm -hmm. But yeah, but right, the time it, it takes also depends on your starting speed. If you start at the yeah. highest speed or a couple under, you're going to get there faster than if you're on the slower speed. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Uh, we did try um, to balance it so that at default speed you get three stars roughly at three minutes, so that it is that kind of like quick gameplay loop for when you have a short period of time. Mm -hmm. But if you're good, you're going to be in the level for longer. <laughs> oh, the demo, Alex. It also includes about five or six bonus levels. Which, yes. So, and that's with those yellow stars. If you get all three yellow stars in all the levels in an area, you unlock the bonus levels. And they are just whacked levels. They are like trampoline world where you're just always jumping, <laughs> or like uh, uh, giant ducklings, giant yeah. duck world. Yeah, and and the giant duck uh, ducklings obviously have trampolines on their back because that's fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, so stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. So with the the item system you mentioned before, like what sort of items? Actually, what was the first item you guys added to the game, and then how did that sort of progress from there? Ooh, um, first item. That's a tough one. Yeah, it's challenging our memory. I definitely want to say that I, I, I definitely had a key part of the item system because I was like, I want to be able to change items. So, because, <laughs> you know, we all love RPGs, but... Um, yeah, but do we remember the first one we the got it? The first in? item, that's that's really a tough one. Um, I'm going to say that it was probably one. something... Alex <laughs> coded it. Alex coded it mostly, like the yeah. item system initially. So you would know, yeah. Alex. But the thing is, at that point, we'd already done a brainstorm, and Scott, because he's so efficient, had already made, like, ten of the models. I think the first one would have been Backpack. And I think we yeah. got Backpack in around the same time as we got one of the hats. But okay. I can't remember which hat. So um, Backpack did what? Yeah. Hmm? Oh, the... sorry. It, it's boost uh, invulnerability. So when you go through boosts, mm -hmm. or you'll be invulnerable for longer. Okay. So, yeah. Like, yeah, basically, so you don't just boost it to a wall. Yeah. Right, right. Sorry. We have some really cool items that we can uh, talk about. Mm -hmm. um, for our mythic items, we thought, since we're going wacky and crazy. Oh, that's the other thing right. you hadn't mentioned. There's also the tiering of items as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's common. And so basically, there are, what we might have not said is there's five, five areas for now, mm -hmm. and we plan to add more. In those areas are those eight levels. That's why when Alex was saying you get eight levels, that's the eight levels of the first area. So you just get the first area, which is Pleasant Pastures, and it's bonus. Um, so uh, what were we saying? Oh, yes, the first six levels give you common <laughs> items, and then you get, no, for it, so first five give you common, then two rare, and then the last level gives you mythic. <laughs> and not only that, it's harder to catch Rascal to get the mythic, and then, uh, like, yeah, and less hard for the rare, and then even less hard for common. So we kind of made common super easy, 
but if you struggle that's okay because we we just made we just tried to make it that you know people would run into him so that they understand it because we didn't mm-hmm. have it in our tutorial yet and then with rare it's a little bit harder mm-hmm. and then with myth uh, andy spawns after two stars instead of mm-hmm. one star and then at mythic he spawns after three stars mm-hmm. um and it's it's like a decent difficulty mm-hmm. although i'll give you the uh dev secrets <laughs> if you catch his when he pops up if it's not over water he'll he'll make a little dirt boost uh-huh. and if you get in his little dirt boost hole you'll get the dirt boost pretty much straight to him and then it's like halfway through the dirt boost you want to jump up because you can decide when you jump out of it and then you just dash and you pretty at all dash bork and you'll get him or bork yep. dash so um yeah sorry i strat yeah <laughs> what were we talking about i'm sorry uh so i didn't hear this yeah yeah <laughs> um so i just looked it up because you know i was curious myself the first item we got in was the bucket hat and it is okay one of my favorite hats well it was until it had the short-sighted property <laughs> um if you haven't ever played with the bucket hat what the bucket hat does is it puts a overlay on your screen so that you can't see where exactly you would be looking so that you don't hit things mm-hmm. it is it's very annoying mm-hmm. um but it gives you armor so if you can navigate that situation because you're clever enough or skilled enough to do so then when you do hit something, you survive. And mm. the short-sightedness goes away, the bucket hat falls off, and you can continue your run. So it's, it's pretty good. Um, in terms of the tiers, so Luke mentioned already that there was a common rare and mythic. The rares uh, look a bit cooler, in my opinion, sometimes. <laughs> but they also have slightly stronger stats. Mm-hmm. Um, the way we kind of did it was, like, the commons give you one stat mm-hmm. boost, Whereas the rares can give you more than one, right? Uh, but they might be a little bit less. But because they give you two, and they're both more than what the commons give you, mm-hmm. it's like a side grade so that the commons don't become useless, right? Um, but you can decide which one suits your playstyle better, or in in some cases the level, because some levels you really want certain items, otherwise it's very tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, but the mythics, the mythics, we just we just said, what if the game was completely different? What if we just like for example one of the mythics that's not released yet so here's like a uh, like a hot um you know off the press like spoiler for future version mm-hmm. um we're going to add this this uh, mythic item called flappy bat wings okay. and it's going to turn super bok bok chicken into flappy bird <laughs> so instead of jumping and holding and gliding over those distances you're going to be like bouncing up and down like flappy bird right so that kind of stuff um but some of the mythics we have uh, maybe the other guys want to talk about. I, I want to talk about one of them, and then you can talk about the rest. I know which one Scott wants to talk about, but um, I want to talk about because I like I play played a bit of League of Legends, and okay. there was an item called Heart Steel in that where you just get bigger and bigger and bigger. So oh, that yeah, okay, yeah, we added that as an item. We added uh, something that gives you five armor, mm-hmm. but the more armor you have. And that's including the other items, the bigger you get. Yeah. So you can end up going from a normal sized chicken to like a mammoth chicken. It's just giant. Um, and it's just fun. You actually move slower as well. And you have to try and like dodge while you're so big. But even if you hit something, it's okay because you just you lose your armor and then eventually you get back down to your normal size. But mm-hmm. like it's just amazing just seeing this giant chicken on the screen. Yeah, it's quite fun. Uh, I'm a big fan of first person shooters in general um 
And so when these guys were talking about like adding a first person aspect to the game, I was oh like, God. I'm all in. Um, so what are you talking about? You modeled the glasses. <laughs> I did, I did. Yeah, but I mean, there, I'm sure there was an idea there to do it. Um, otherwise, I wouldn't have just done it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we we got the classic Doctor Disrespect type style glasses. You know, so you can wear those. Unfortunately, you won't see yourself only in the menu where you see yourself with them on. But mm-hmm. um, once you're in the game, you go first person mode, and uh, you basically. Uh, we've currently updated it so that um, it's not quite out yet, mm-hmm. but you kind of strafe. So you're always looking down the cylinder um, and you can just kind of strafe left or right. And uh, yeah, basically it just puts you in the eyes of the chicken and it's great. It's really awkward and wonderful. <laughs> I think it's really like we haven't fixed it yet, mm-hmm. but when you go through a dirt boost, which puts you in the ground, all you can see is the middle of cylinder, like which is just like awkward texture. So we we may patch that in the future. And I was thinking like um like we could have like you know how cars have a rear view mirror. We might have just a mirror up the top, so you might be in darkness, but then you'll be able to see what's up the top because otherwise you're just going out blind. You have oh. no idea where you're popping out. Honestly, I'm yeah. surprised that didn't lead to some texture clipping. We just see through the cylinder. You might. Uh, yeah, you probably will. <laughs> but um. um the other thing is you can't tell what you're landing on because we haven't made it like killed. They're all intended features. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And okay. you don't see your status bars or your HUD, some of your HUDs as well. So you're really flying blind. Um, yeah. But if you like first person shooters, then it's perfect. If you're after a challenge, yeah, it's certainly a fun mode to do. Mm-hmm. Alex, what about the what about the head mythic? The cat headphones. Yeah, what's that do? <laughs> so we have um, cat headphones, uh-huh. and they're really cute, but also, like, awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, they turn your books into big love hearts, <laughs> which are great. Um, mm-hmm. But as well as that, you can phase dash through objects. So mm-hmm. Rascal, because we didn't want to worry about pathfinding around a cylinder, we got Rascal to just phase through things. Uh-huh. So you can just walk straight through obstacles, but they turn purple. Um, that was the initial reason why we did it, but now it's like <laughs> tied in with the story because, you know, we've thought about it a bit. <laughs> um, but cat headphones give you that ability. So right. when you're dashing, instead of just a normal dash, which would normally, you'd still hit things, uh, you turn them purple and you go straight through them. Uh, however, for the bigger, like longer obstacles, like barns, for example, especially closed barns, <laughs> if you dash through them and you don't make it all the way, you come out of phase dash and you're still in the barn and you end your run. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's awesome so the the mythics we'll talk about the mythics separately but the rares and commons like what is the process you go through when you're trying to come up with new items we kind of um think of items that would fit on a chicken because <laughs> okay. one of the challenges we have with the shoes especially the shoes right is the chicken's feet are really tiny and also the feet are always pointed away from you in the run uh-huh. so we're like what can we put on the shoes on the feet that you actually would notice well you could as yeah. different have, have any of you played um kingdom hearts no. uh well ages ago but it was like at a friend's house do you one remember time. <laughs> sora's giant shoes yeah. Well, you could just give the chicken giant shoes. Yeah, but then you get a lot of clipping happening. <laughs> that's fair. That's, <laughs> Between that's either fair. the ground or its own body. That's fair. And, okay. I mean, not saying that clipping doesn't happen in even AAA games, because it does. 
it's just how noticeable do you want that to be um and uh we're kind of aiming for a little less of that <laughs> no, that's totally fair <laughs> Yeah, but so... yeah, we do definitely make them a bit bigger. Because <laughs> uh, otherwise, you couldn't see them. Right, right. Um, so it's got to be realistic, otherwise, it doesn't get Scott's approval. That's it. So it's like we can think <laughs> of something wild, and then it, you know, it gets made more realistic in the process, which works. D define realistic in this case. I'm looking at a chicken wearing a metal helmet with a ninja skull on its back. You mean, define define well, realistic. Here. What's not well, realistic about that? <laughs> Yeah, Here's, just let's just go off the chicken before mm. we even get to the items. Okay, our chicken we like, we wanted a plump chicken, right? And so we got we got we Scott to one, yeah. and then uh, we it took us like ten times to be like Scott. I think it needs to be just a little bit more plumper, just a little <laughs> bit, just like every time it started like a normal size, and now it's actually decentish. It's. <laughs> unfortunate because the current view of the chicken being behind it and above it it doesn't really yeah. show that plumpness off very well and so because of that um and the field of view and stuff it it doesn't look the way it does when i'm modeling it in blender or whatever mm -hmm. um and so i kept making it bigger and bigger and it just barely made a difference in the game but like that's all right it doesn't need to be <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to like say yeah. anything bad. I was just <laughs> thought right, it was right. funny. It is funny, yeah. like part of the process. It's it's more just like making sure that like it matches the proportions of the chicken. Some right, things right. work with the chicken head and or body. Some things really don't. Like mm. uh, clothing is very awkward mm. uh, because we've got the wing wings flapping around all the time. And I, I I'm like I'm still new to like be, this being the first game. I'm still new to like making things work with that kind of like right uh we're on the rig on the chicken you know what i mean like <laughs> so that's that's something i'm learning and i definitely want to bring into an a future project but um for the moment we're trying to uh, like i'm trying or certainly i'm trying to uh avoid <laughs> adding those kind of things that are like like skin suits or whatever like right. tight suits that like wrap around the body of the chicken making it a little bit more awkward because you get a lot of clipping and stuff like that if you're not perfectly animating it or... But yeah. With that being said then, what was the hardest item to do the modeling attachment to the chicken? Um, I think it has to be like one of the body items because uh, although the body is awkward because uh, we've got a bone on the back where okay. you equip things, like a backpack will sit on the back quite nice. But as soon as you put like something else on that bone, mm -hmm. it might not deform with the rest of the chicken as well. Right. But overall, I think so. Like one of the body ones was the chest plate. That was an interesting one because mm -hmm. I had to worry about like having it big enough that it would fit the chicken, but not not like clip too much. Right. Right. Um, but overall, the 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 foot, the shoe things for the foot bones have been the most annoying. Mm. <laughs> To model in general, or to like set up the bones and and to get them working to bend and and uh, touch the um, the cylinder and, and not clip through it and just yeah, but that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, it each has their own unique difficulties for me. <laughs> <laughs>
my extent to about dealing with 3D modeling is doing a donut tutorial. So oh yeah, yeah classic, <laughs> classic. Yeah, yeah, that's where I started. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed that tutorial. It was good. Um, but yeah, the so a lot of mine was learning was more to do with 3D modeling mm-hmm. uh, for just renders, like mm-hmm. fair, fun, nice looking renders. But then learning to make it game ready and like unwrapping the textures or the the UVs uh, so that you can apply a texture to it and stuff like that. Like we don't have uh, normal maps. We're not using any sort of normal maps at the moment. I don't think there might be one or two, um, but that's just because that was new to me. And we will do that in another project because we got too far with this one to then start going back and adding that kind of stuff. What about the weld? Anything uh, hard about that? Uh, I'm. I really dislike the fact that it's quite a like. If you think about it, it's like a. It is a cylinder, and right. uh, you know our world is round and and sphere. Mm-hmm. So it, ma- it makes sense, but because of the scale of the the chicken to the cylinder, uh-huh. everything has to have that curve to it, and you have to really put it in. Otherwise, it just. It doesn't work if you want to have like uh, um, an even amount of things spread out along the like for the barns, for example. Right. We started making them straight up, but then oh. you'd have like these triangle wedges yep. that are between the barns that you could just fly through. <laughs> and so we had to like redo the barns uh, to make them include that like uh, cylindrical shape because um, each one is like an, a wedge of an or like an arc of a cylinder. It didn't yeah. click with me that you had to do like it's really obvious with the walls. Like the walls are obviously yeah. curved, but I didn't even notice the fact the barns were curved. That obviously they're yeah. curved. That yeah, sounds like, like a nightmare. <laughs> it was. It was because like we was. Oh, well, I was so happy with the barns as they looked in mm-hmm. initially that like I really didn't want to start from scratch and and have to make a new whole barn. Mm-hmm. Um. So I I really like stro- like. It was a, a little bit of back and forth trying to get it to work. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the end, it, it's mostly mostly there. <laughs> I think there's a little bit of a gap at the top, but no, nothing that you can like fly through or anything. Right. There's right. still a few um, objects that are just straight. Like there fences, are, yeah. I think, kind of work because they're short. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you get tall things or wide things, they have to start curving. And sometimes it can look weird. Like we had like clothesline which i mean isn't too bad but it, it's it's a bit weird mm-hmm. that like we were like does the line curve because that would be like why would it be curving up but yeah. the line goes straight but the poles kind of like go out white like on that angle yeah it did make it a bit of a challenge mm-hmm. yeah well I'm, I'm seeing um right now you got these like uh concrete pipes that are just leaning up against like another one i it's not it's in like one of the videos you put out like that part like you don't have to do anything special for that like you can just have them sitting there because they're sort of near enough like they're they're not directly on the ground like there's a little bit that's touching the ground so you don't really have to worry about it and also they're near enough to the scale of the chicken where it's not like a major disaster but like they had to be rotated instead of just moved left and right yeah yeah Actually, one yeah. thing I'm curious about is uh, the the clouds. So, because they're curved as well, do you just have like a bunch of set cloud models that you just have going uh, back over? Like, what, what do you do with the clouds? Alex, do you want to go there? 
Yes, we have a, a number of cloud models. Okay. Um, and we we randomly spawn them as they go through, mm -hmm. so they're different all the time. Mm -hmm. But um, it does pick from a set number, and mm -hmm. then it kind of also picks a set rotation and scale. Mm -hmm. But this is another challenge of using a cylinder is when you have something that's baked in curved, mm -hmm. your rotation options are straight, normal, or mm -hmm. 180 degrees. You can't go 90 because then you have a curve along the cylinder instead of around the cylinder oh, so and you yeah. might see the same thing in the mud piles mm -hmm. that are, are kind of like just a lip up from the grass that they're on mm -hmm. those can only be mm -hmm. rotated in two ways um otherwise you get very odd looking pringle shaped mud which doesn't <laughs> quite <laughs> but that yeah that's how the clouds work there's a couple of them we also have different kind of colors mm -hmm. and different effects for each of the worlds mm -hmm. as well um, and we do have some different models for the different worlds as well, especially if you've seen any of the lava footage. Yeah, they yeah. Uh, they look a lot more menacing than the, the clouds in the pleasant pastures. The lava clouds <laughs> are curved, but the other ones I think are just like straight. Well, some of some of them are curved. They some look slightly, maybe maybe they, they the, look curved. Yeah, or maybe that's just the. Ones. They certainly look curved, but maybe that's yeah. just because of the the like you know perspective. Perspective, I'm not sure. yeah. Yeah, it depends on the size of them as well. Mm -hmm. And the, one of the weird things about the clouds, and you've 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 seen it in the videos uh, already, mm -hmm. like you can see them when they're not above you, but they're off to your right. Yeah, that also that looks uh, that. So they're cur like where they're placed is based on where like the part they're above. So they're yeah. the angle looks a little weird like that, but yeah, I, so that you get vertical clouds. Yeah, on yeah. the side. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it fits the world, though. When you rotate around, you'll yeah. also notice the shadow kind of goes and sweeps over, not for clouds, but for other objects that mm -hmm. are big. You'll see that their shadow <laughs> kind of sweeps over because the camera, sorry, the light that has the shadow is directly mm -hmm. above the chicken all the time. Oh. And it's always real-time shadows. <laughs> yep, yep. And so we as you're turning, Mario shadow. <laughs> yeah, we wanted it straight down so that you could know where you were landing. Mm -hmm. um, but that does mean that we couldn't do stuff like baked-in shadows or anything like that because... Mm -hmm the shadow perspective changes based on where you are on the cylinder uh -huh. all the time. So that's one of the, the performance challenges we've had here is, you know, we need real-time oh. shadows to get that <laughs> jump yeah. shadow. But at the same time, um, <laughs> yeah, we couldn't, we couldn't bake any of it, which was really, uh, but, you know, Not no performance mention, been there. <laughs> we also really, like, there was a bit of a, a struggle with skyboxes and stuff in general. Uh -huh. Because we initially were going to paint on some clouds to the skybox. And when we were doing that, because we have, uh, we're kind of like looking into the skybox and it's just like, we're doing actually a sky sphere, I think. Not, yeah. a, not so much a box because uh, we can really get that to look right with the cylinder going into the horizon, I mm -hmm. suppose. And so when we painted on these things, uh, the clouds, you would end up with this big ring of clouds and it just looked really yeah. awkward. And so we we were like, trash that idea. We'll just make th you know clouds that are physical that we can um, spawn in, and then we'll just go past you and then despawn and then spawn back here at the start. But yeah, like doing anything because of the cylinder nature of the world was just it was something that we hadn't really thought of being that much of an issue. But like it definitely it definitely you know, gave us, or me, some sleepless nights because I was like, oh, oh my God, how am I going to do this? <laughs> Here's and one thing. We, saw, one thing was... we, were, we oh. were like, oh, wow. 
they've done that really well. <laughs> we didn't even know it existed until someone was like, hey, this is like that Sonic game. We're like, what Sonic game? We look it up, we're like, oh, one of the Sonics does this. And we're like, oh, no. Yeah, Sonic game? So you're saying? I was, I was going to say, uh, on the bright side, it's a cylinder, okay? You could have made it worse and made, like, I don't, what, do you, what do you call a 3D oval thing? I don't know. Oh, what, uh, a oh, lip yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lip there. Whether, whether uh, the curve isn't consistent, that would be so much <laughs> yeah, worse. that would be painful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I, I, I hadn't even considered, like, how much trouble a cylinder would have given you, but... Uh, yeah. Neither do we. On, on our end, from Unity, it's not too bad because you just give something a height and then you just rotate mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm. and then it rotates it in a circle. So our cylinder is length ten, so we can just give stuff a height of ten, like in the the game object underneath, and then mm -hmm. the object above that, we just rotate that, and it goes around the cylinder. So, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, it it does certainly for modeling. It's yeah. it's interesting that's for or sure for distance calculations you have to yeah yeah distance on the cylinder and stuff. one little yeah, thing just that gonna say probably doesn't matter to anyone but me uh is do you rotate the world around the chicken or the chicken around the world like when you go around the world like when you like the cylinder the chicken around the world okay I, yeah. it, well, I was just curious. I just wanted to know. <laughs> um, but that is one of the other challenges with the skybox. Because mm -hmm. we're rotating the chicken around the world, mm -hmm. um, that means if we wanted to have the skybox be green underneath, then at some point that green would be above you. And uh, that didn't right. work. <laughs> right, right. Um, some of the initial skyboxes we had had kind of like a horizon line and different mm -hmm. colors on both sides. And even though they were still very like cool colors, Mm -hmm. um, we didn't go with the green because of how obtrusive it was. <laughs> um, still, because of the lines uh, rotating, it gave people motion sickness more often than not. Oh, yeah, and so we sense. thought, hang on a minute, we need to go back to just like something real plain. And then we did. And then we showed it to someone. And they said, it's really boring on the sides. <laughs> yeah. And we added the cloud back. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I feel like. Um, sorry. Oh, sorry. I, I was going to say, I don't. I. I don't really get motion sickness on a game like this, but when I play like a VR game and they are uh, there's anything like slightly off, I'm 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 gone in like five minutes. Yeah. Like there was a I, one of the demos that was there at Avcon. Um, there was like a cycling demo. Like you you cycled and you had like a VR headset on, and the yeah. demo they had it was really cool, but it had some frame rate issues, and I I couldn't play it for more than five minutes. It just it really <laughs> made me like really nauseated. Yeah, fair enough. We Maybe actually had get exercise in, you know. You want to stay on there as long as you can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We actually had a few people ask us if this is going to be a VR project, and we were like, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> if people are already getting motion sick, sometimes if they, you know, they might just, you know, hurl if they uh, mm -hmm. play the game, because <laughs> like, I also we just that would be uh, like just crazy to do a VR version of an endless runner. I think, like, especially down a cylinder like what we've got it'd be nutty um i think if we could like go back i would probably make the cylinder a bit bigger mm -hmm. because then you'd get less motion sickness because it'd look mm. more flat but the problem with that is that then you'd be spawning more objects potentially right. unless you made all you made objects I think, bigger and I then if you made the chicken bigger it would be like it would neglect like you've done nothing you've just scaled <laughs> everything up i think that's part of the reason why the high speed 
is like is so confusing at the start because of how small the cylinder is. Like it's it's one thing to be moving side to side really quickly, but when you're you're rotating everything as well, like it's it's another way of moving that you don't really like you don't really interact with that often. So at least when you first play it, it kind of throws you off a little bit. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely, especially at the higher speeds. Mm-hmm. It's all about practice with Super Bowl Quack Chicken. <laughs> um, I I played at the, the two above default Chili mm-hmm. level for a while. Um, and then just the other day, I thought, I'm going to try. I'm going to try myself on the hardest. Mm-hmm. And my score, my average score went down from like 4,500 to 600. <laughs> <laughs> so I was uh, not, not achieving the distance there, but mm-hmm. I was learning. And that was the main thing. And then I was able to get back up to, to the um, farther, further distances, but mm-hmm. also at a faster time. Mm-hmm. So I could, you know, try to get that high score more. But um, I'm definitely nowhere near um, Luke's high scores. He's gone way past the purple star i think well, it, the highest so far is like 19k which is um purple stars are at 12k mm. so it's like 7k <laughs> more than that it's pretty crazy i actually it's almost 20k and i was sad because it was like 80 off and i was like why did i die there like i probably <laughs> still had a bork up like what am i doing <laughs> But um, one thing that we can say, mm-hmm. uh, which was also a difficulty, so it sort of ties in with our cylinder difficulty, but it mm-hmm. was also uh, why it's all about practice for Bork Walk, is that the welds, at least the campaign levels, mm-hmm. are always the same when you play them. So right. you can find out which paths you want to take into the distance because they'll be there next time you play. Mm-hmm. Um, at least that's how it's meant to be. Alex did some really hard work to get that working. (laughs) And yeah, we had some issues with that. Yeah, we we thought like like it's still fair if it's random, if it's random for everyone, but to make it the most fair, everyone should get like the only thing that changes are the clouds, they're completely random because they don't interact with you in any way. Mm -hmm. Um and that's yeah. So with the, the other levels then they are procedurally generated. Oh, they're all procedurally generated. Right. But yep. some of them are using a um a random seed that's the same every time. Oh, okay, so, okay, okay. That and makes we sense. tried to make our random number generator deterministic so that we could make sure that the, when the obstacles are generated and when the block, because uh, each different obstacle along the cylinder is in like a block, when you pick a block, that decision is made the same way every time. When you spawn the obstacles and the number of obstacles and the orientation of the obstacles, that's the same every time. Mm-hmm. But the clouds' positions, maybe not, because we don't like you never. That doesn't matter. Right. But right. the rest of it, like the obstacles you're interacting with, the level you see, is deterministic, mm-hmm. but it's still infinite. <clears throat> so you could theoretically go, um, way further than 19k and still be generating new level that would be the same every time you got there. <clears throat> right. But there is a hard limit based on human reaction time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Either that or the physics in Unity will give up and you'll fall through the floor. <laughs> we have not got there yet, but mm. it's going to happen. <laughs> and the the trials are the ones that are random every day. Okay. So between yeah. you and me, if we load the same trial, we'll have the same trial. But tomorrow mm. will be different for both of us. Right, right. Will, but we'll still have the same. Yeah. Um, so... And there is, like, if we do do slight balance changes to mm. some blocks, that might screw the, uh, the random, like, the ordering of the blocks Mm -hmm. so we've talked about it a bit and we can't we we might in the future release a patch that sort of protects us from that a little bit Mm -hmm. but there's still going to be 
some things where if we change, like we balance an obstacle that spawn less, it might still change the block order. So. Okay. Well, one thing I was curious about is like, what sort of goes, obviously you have like the water patches and the, there's levels that have islands and there's the lava level, which is the lava level. What sort of goes into making sure that you don't spawn elements that are literally impossible to cross? Oh, we, have, error. <laughs> <laughs> we have a safety block distance. So for most levels, it once you spawn a block, you'll then just spawn a safe block, which is just grass. Right. So you always so uh especially on like water blocks, they'll have a up to a max length. Mm-hmm. So you know, you can't go past the the bit where you two jumps and a dash would be too long. Mm-hmm. And then it will spawn a safety block, which will be water. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, sorry, which yeah. will be grass so yeah, that you yeah, can yeah. land on it. <laughs> um, and we do also have some preventions because, oh, there's some crazy blocks. Like at the start, we had a rotator and we have this gif of, I think, Scott playing and it's horses that run at you. But then when they run on a rotator, they get rotated. So it looks like this horse is coming at him and it's not going to hit him at all. But there's a rotator between it and it's just a very small one, but it's very fast. And the horse rotates directly in front of him at the very last minute and he just gets clipped by it. Yeah. So we're like, maybe we shouldn't have horses behind rotating. Maybe. <laughs> but we did change them a bit, so you might still get them. There. But, mm-hmm. um, there are some blocks that it's just like, no, you can't. Like you can't have another water block if it's a long one, uh, long one after a water mm-hmm. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So, yeah. I thought someone was going to say something. Oh, no, you're right. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> no, that 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 makes sense. Um, because like there's a lot. I play a lot of roguelikes. Um, like you know, I play things like Dead Cells, things like that. Uh, Hades, yeah. great game. And I'm, you know, these are games that have done a really good job at making sure their levels are actually achievable. I, I've played some other games where, you know, I. I Actually, Minecraft's a really good example of this, especially with some of the earlier seed generation, where things just didn't make any sense in some cases. Like that's especially when you're dealing with something as like big as Minecraft, you're gonna have your seed generation completely fall apart in certain places. Like there are the the famous seeds like um, Gargamel, things like that, where you have like a giant ravine way before ravines were even in the game. Um, so I'm sure that you've had. I, I, I'm not surprised there have been certainly some issues you've had to specifically design against if you're trying to do something like this. Definitely. Well, if you join our Discord, or if anyone wants to, and scrolls up far enough in dev updates, you'll see a bunch of uh, basically random generation fails. Because that was all the rage for a couple of weeks or maybe even months mm-hmm. initially when we were adding a whole bunch more content. Mm-hmm. Um, because we just couldn't get numbers right. And we wouldn't get the anchors for rotations right. Mm-hmm. And we ended up with, um, I think at one stage we had hedges that went off into the air. Mm-hmm. And we had like the little hobs that are on the side of the, the water for bridges. Mm-hmm. Those were just floating. And it, it looked really cool. Um but definitely wasn't the theme we were going for, so we had to try and fix them. Um, but yeah, there's lots of examples of us just not getting it right until we got it right, really. I was going to say, in our current patch, I think, is it current, live? Um, yeah, yeah, we live have an issue where we completely, in one level on the lava levels, the uh, striking snakes, yeah, there's just no safety blocks at all. So if you were to play that game, the demo, or not the demo, the full game, 
uh, if you were to play on that snake level, there would be just blocks shoved up back to back, and so like it is in- inc- incredibly tricky to mm-hmm. to like deal with. But yeah, mm-hmm. it, I mean it it snuck through, so <laughs> it it happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, we've already still happens. It. We're just gonna deploy later. Yeah. <laughs> we've got other issues as well, like having very small water blocks is a no. But one mm. of our small water blocks is reeds, so that's just we want it small because we want a water behind it. So then you've got like this reeds before the water. Mm-hmm. But um, we needed to add something so that you had to have a water block behind reeds rather than a grass, because otherwise you got this tiny jump and then you just fall a fraction and you get thrown into the dirt and you're like, oh no, what the hell? Right, right, that makes sense. Mm, okay, so well, while we're on the topic of like issues that have been happening, like for all of you, what have been the like something that you have some issue you've taken, some issue you've occurred maybe yourself or issue you've helped to fix that has been like a big learning experience for you that you thought this was going to work before you initially tried it and then it just all fell apart. Ah, uh, there's too many examples. <laughs> um, well, you don't have to pick the worst on... one, just pick one. <laughs> um, having worked on this game for like two, three-ish years now, mm-hmm. um, almost all of the systems have been rewritten. Mm-hmm. And at one point in time, um, the worlds weren't using object pooling to generate obstacles. So mm-hmm. we ended up hitting this situation where if you're on a computer that wasn't a beast machine like what we have... Um, it just wouldn't run. It was so laggy and so slow every time it was generating obstacles. And it would do that as you're going, so it would just be constant uh, frame chugs, which wasn't good. <laughs> so I kind of worked on that system and rewrote it. And I did it like after work and all that kind of stuff. So I was like tired and I'd come home and I'd just like, okay, time to do some pulled object generation. Here we go. And um, I think since I did that, it's now been rewritten almost again, like not completely, but especially the bits that were challenging mm-hmm. because they just didn't work. And I <laughs> like, I thought they did. And I wrote all this code and I was like, yeah, here we go. And then Luke was like, uh, no. <laughs> um, so he fixed it for me, which was good. No, that's a tag team, tag team. Yeah. <laughs> Alex fixes yeah. everything of mine. So <laughs> it's definitely, we're all helping each other out. Scott's always got an opinion. Yeah, help us. <laughs> I always get a visual look to change or something. Looks like, how's that look? And I'm like, yeah, that looks good. Oh, no, uh, I've just played a lot now and I don't yeah. like it. <laughs> so we're well, changing it. I literally found out just a couple of days ago that if you press escape in the load screen, it quits the game. And we're like, wait, that's on live. We got to quickly, because that was way back from ages ago when we, like, in the prototype, we wanted to be able to quit the game somehow. Mm. So, yeah. Um, we're um, fixing that, I think, next patch, which will be good. Is, I tend is... to play the game much like um, other like other players don't, like, and I just <laughs> spam stuff or just do something yep. stupid, and then I'll just break the game completely, and I'll be like, oh, is this meant to happen? Like, <laughs> what about yeah. that menu one, Scott? What was that one again? <laughs> you just He just spammed the keyboard. He was like, look at this, Luke. I'm like, okay. So he gets to the main screen, spams the keyboard, and then all of a sudden he's got the logo Super Bork Bork Chicken, but it's on like level select. And we're like, <laughs> you're not meant to have a logo on level select. Yeah. I was like, oh, who just smacks the keyboard like that? No, I can definitely understand that. No, like when I, when I, when I play something, when I was... 
Usually what I do when I go to Avcon is I intentionally go to people's things just to try and break it. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't break, like, you guys, yeah, it was simple enough that I couldn't break it. But, like, when something is, when, especially when someone has, you know, a very expensive scope, there's usually things they miss, especially if there is, like, you know, a wall with a rock next to it and a jump button. Usually yeah. you can, like, jump up the wall and get out. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was when I was playing Black Mesa, like, I... Like, there's a bit where it's like an elevator comes down. Like, hmm, what happens if I go under that elevator? Will it kill me? Mm. No. It soft locks the game because now I cannot oh. move because I'm stuck in the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely, I definitely be, know that yeah. feeling. Yeah, those things can be great, like, for a community to find, though. Like, sometimes I feel like, especially first-person shooters, they like that, like, kind of vibe where people would just go off to the side of the map and just keep going as far as they can and they'll find these dead zones that weren't ever meant to be seen yeah. like uh like well, halo one where you can get up on top of the map and just like yeah. snipe people from like and no one can do anything about you it it's great that people love that find those kind of hidden things and mm -hmm. you know sometimes easter eggs sometimes not sometimes yeah. just cool funky things mm -hmm. yeah, uh, with... but sorry with your question of like uh, things that we thought we'd gonna fix and then it didn't, mm -hmm. we could we could literally say like last night or the night before, um, there was one where we we're trying to get the time slow so it doesn't clip on things too much because we've got the feedback that when you're like near a pebble but you're not gonna hit it, like why is it giving us time slow? It like distracts the people who are trying to get to the top scores because they're just clipping on it and they're like, oh, I know what the timing is, don't give me extra time mm -hmm. um and so we're like well why don't we make the time slow like shrink as it's as it's slowing you down so the slower you are the smaller mm -hmm. it is so you have to be more accurate right but what that led to was that it would shrink and then you wouldn't get time slowed but then it would expand and you get time slowed then it would shrink and you wouldn't get time slowed then it would expand so as you're going past something you're chunking and we're like oh well we thought it was a good idea but we got to remove that. Yeah. Um, in particular, uh, oh, sorry, in particular for myself, uh, for this question, uh, because I am new, well, I was at the start of this project, and it still happens, it still happens, mm -hmm. but um, because I'm new to making Blender objects, then be FBXs that are available for Unity to be like plugged and play, play mm -hmm. kind of thing. Uh, just getting that set up to start like, so that it was clean from when you brought it from Blender to uh, Unity. Mm -hmm. That was a challenge in itself for me. And it, like still sometimes I catch myself not applying the transforms that I need to for it to then not whack out when we bring it into F uh, Unity. Sometimes it's like you, you, you export it as an FBX and you view it in the Microsoft FBX viewer and there's like nothing wrong when then you put it in Unity and it's like, who knows what? It's like all backwards or upside down or the chickens like separating from everything else. And you're just like, all right. <laughs> so particularly with animations, mm -hmm. that's the, the big one, I think, with those kind of things is that if you don't apply any of your scales or transforms, when it comes to the animations, the bones go nutty mm -hmm. and you just end up with who like just stuff that you never thought would. <laughs> you're like, why is it doing that? Big-headed vultures. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, those are fun. We had vultures that would, um, they swoop down at you and stuff. Somewhere along the line, I might have not applied the scale or transform or something. And so they have these 
heads that like go shrink down from tiny little things to like balloon massively <laughs> as they as they swoop and it's just it's it's great it looks great but um it's not not intentional so right, right. gotta fix that <laughs> although i think they're a, a big feature in the bonus levels now yeah yeah we've just put them in the pretty much anything that we're like this is great but we'll, we just put them in the bonus so that people can see the greatness mm-hmm. yeah so it, even some of the problems have inspired actual content in the game. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, the, um, I think it's a fun way to approach it, definitely. Like, you could just be like, you know, hey, I want it to be, like, I want it to work, but if you if if something's fun, you might as well, like, it, it's a game. Just have the fun in there. Maybe you don't have it as, like, the main thing, but, like, you know, just give people yeah. something you enjoy. Yeah, as, as sure players. That's exactly what we're going for. Yeah. As players of like tons of games, mm-hmm. we we've always appreciated those kind of like goofy moments in video mm-hmm. games, uh, and or just things that we were able to exploit, and mm-hmm. or you know, um, one of the f- funniest things that we used to do when we're all the way back in the Nintendo sixty four days mm-hmm. was uh, we used to play with our dad on Goldeneye, mm-hmm. and because um, we were young and we know the button controls and stuff, we would be able to crouch and hold the crouch and just move around the map crouched and just slap people's knees. And because you have a really awkward aiming system in that game, mm-hmm. dad was never able to crouch and, and or aim at us. So we'd just like float towards him on our knees, just like slapping him. <laughs> just And he, he loved it, but hated it. And we loved it. And it was great. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. No, those, was... those moments are so fun. Like, I think... One of the the earliest bugs I remember like really enjoying was Halo One. Um, on the the you know the the mission like this thing's like a second mission where you're like on the island. Um, you can just drive into the water and the oh, game yeah. doesn't stop you. There's like an invisible wall like way later, <laughs> but you can just drive like if you just jam up against, it, you can just drive past it. So you just drive under the water. The game doesn't care. <laughs> like they could yeah. stop you. Oh, cool. they, like surely someone had to have tested the cars don't yeah. they cars stop underwater but they just left it there and it's, yeah. it's so much fun <laughs> oh i have to go back and play that because we got like the anniversary edition but we haven't I haven't done that bug yet so <laughs> oh that's that's awesome um so a couple of the things you mentioned you guys mentioned there were related to like optimization and things like that so you guys are aiming for a mobile release at when is that supposed to happen? As soon as possible, really. Okay. Um, but there is a deadline, and that is by the time PAX rolls around, because mm-hmm. we will be going to PAX this year. Awesome. So, yeah. what? Okay, what extra requirements does being on mobile add to the way you've designed the game? Like, obviously, you're trying to make it run reasonably well on a PC. But when you're dealing with a, a mobile device, and I don't, what sort of range of devices are you trying to aim for? Obviously, you're not going to be like, have the latest iPhone, but there's going to be like a minimum spec you're going for to be able to support. Yeah, there is. Um, probably a couple of years old phone. That's kind of where we're aiming. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because we have a couple of year old Androids at the moment. Yep, yep, I do and we've tested it on that and yep. it works. <laughs> $300 phone so, from five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like the we, Because we've all, always been considering this, like I have, um, I don't know if it'll come through on the screen, 
but I have uh, I annoyed my brothers a lot by making us change the name of the game every single time so that I could have. It's not coming through. No. <laughs> but every oh single one of God. those little icons is Super Bork Bork Chicken, and then I got a second page of them too. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got probably fifty builds of uh-huh. Super Bork Bork Chicken on my phone, scaling back to all all the time before we had um, pulled World Gen. So it's like it does not that one does not run. <laughs> but once we put Pearl World Gen in, it, it runs pretty well. So um we're already kind of hitting the, the targets we wanted to, but there's some objects and there's some particle systems and there's some interactions in the game that really uh make a chug to a halt. Mm-hmm. Um we've also found that in older versions, we haven't tested this so much on newer versions, but in older versions of the game on mobile, memory leaks were apparent. And you could be playing for, uh, if you were played for over an hour, things just slowed down for no good reason. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's certainly some things we need to fix, but uh, definitely a couple of year old Android, couple of year old iPhone is the, is the target we're going for. Mm-hmm. And tablets, we want it to work on tablets too, because it's it's nice having a bigger screen, to be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can see the obstacles better. That was one thing as well, is that you you've got a like way bigger resolution on a tablet mm-hmm. like but often they come with slightly lower specs than your your standard phone or like mm-hmm. your your newish phone so like trying to get it to work on a tablet at the specs that it has is something that like we, we we've bought some for uh showcasing at avcon mm-hmm. and uh when we went to put it on it was like yeah some of the levels are good but some of them that have a few more like particle systems or something in there like they really struggle on those kind of ones so we'd really need to yeah just figure that one out <laughs> but yeah so wh- what is the actual like process of getting something obviously it's going to be different for google's uh apps play store that's what it's called and the the apple app store like what is the the process of actually getting something onto that well, we're kind of in the process of doing that. So okay. we can tell you about halfway. Okay, well, what you've done at least, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so to get it on the phone for Android, it was really simple when mm-hmm. we were able to turn our phones into dev mode mm-hmm. because we could plug it into the computer and straight up just play on our Android phones. Like That was that was cool because, I mean, we could, we could test straight away. Mm-hmm. And Unity makes it super easy to tick, like, I want to build for Android, and providing you've got UI that works for Android, which was mm-hmm. a huge thing that we got into lots of heated discussions about but we got there um so you need the ui (laughs) to actually fit and work and scale and all that Mm. kind of stuff but as well as that to get you know not too many um i think you have to use the right render pipeline for unity and not be using too many resources it you can just get it on there Mm -hmm. um but we've currently also signed up for a google account Mm -hmm. that will let us a google i should say a google developer account (laughs) Um, and that lets us go through um, a couple of phases of testing before we get to launch. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, we have a build-up that is in a private beta test uh, that hasn't been reviewed by Google, but we are able to download it from the Google Play Store and test on a number of different devices based on email addresses. So mm-hmm. that's kind of cool. That's kind of the process for Google. For Apple, we actually, because we signed up to be a company, and we thought, okay, well, we're going to do a company developer account for Apple. And we've had a couple of hurdles to jump through to get to where we are today mm-hmm. um, because we needed number. to get a Dunn's number. Yeah, do you want to? Oh, you got it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we, we needed to get a Dunn's number. And when we, when we signed up as an Australian company, we got one. Okay. Um, 
but Apple didn't recognize it. So we we went to the the Duns place. It's like a company in America somewhere, and we went to the lookup to find out what our Duns number was, and we got it, and we pasted it in the Apple form, and they said, "No, that doesn't exist." Okay. <laughs> However, they said, "If you fill out this information, you could submit it and go get one." So we're like, "Sure, why not? Let's do that." So we went to go. We filled in the form, and that got submitted to the the Duns people, the people who keep track of these numbers, and. We got an email back from them saying, you guys already have one. <laughs> yeah. So we thought, okay, no worries. Um, but it did have a little line on it that said some of the details were updated. And I thought, mm -hmm. okay, maybe maybe this will help us through. So we went back to Apple again, and we went to go sign up as a developer account again. Um, but we had the same problem. So we contacted Apple support, and they said, okay, no worries. We figured it out for you. So they must have had to do something, maybe because we're an Australian company. I don't know. But they had to mm. do something on their end to let us through, and they mm. did, which was really they did it really quickly, so that was lovely. Um, but then we were blocked because we didn't have a at daytimedevs.com email address. We were just using Gmail so far, so we had to sign up for one of them yeah. as well. Mm -hmm. And now, now we're uh, for <laughs> review with Apple and pending, so we're not quite sure on the rest of the process yet. <laughs> I, from my understanding, you also need to have. You need to like demonstrate it works on like diff. At least this was a couple of years ago. You need to like demonstrate it works on different devices. Like you need to like show screenshots of it working on like an iPad, on iPhone, things like that. But that was a while ago. The the last time I looked at it, I don't know exactly what the process is now. That that stands to reason. I think uh, at my work, other people work on apps as well, mm -hmm. and it, they have to take screenshots of all the different. Uh, yeah, if they go on for tablet and phone, they mm -hmm. they take different screenshots for each so that it can appear on the store mm -hmm. as the resolution that you or like the um, aspect ratio you would expect on your device mm -hmm. as well. So yeah, we're we're likely going to have to do that, but that's okay. We can take screenshots. We had to do that for Steam too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, mm -hmm. and and definitely there's a review process involved in both Apple and Google when mm -hmm. when you want to submit it live. Uh, so we need to make sure that it runs well, right, and doesn't crash immediately. Uh, there was a review process for Steam too, and they told us stuff like, "Oh, your page has too many screenshots of Wesley in the in the shop. You should put some <laughs> more screenshots of actual gameplay and stuff like that." And you know, that's really helpful yeah. feedback. So we just actioned it. Let's have a look at your Steam page. Wait, uh, super walk walk Steam. Here we go. Let's see. So you if you want to click that download button on the demo, <laughs> <go> right ahead. <laughs> so your gameplay trailer is the first one, then you got the rest of them, you got the lava level here. Yeah. There's one. We did we did change it around. We added them so that I think it's like your first seven to ten or something should mm -hmm. be more gameplay focused yeah, than yeah. menu focused. But because we do have unique things in the menus, we were like we still want to show off that there is like a character right. on the shop, you know, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. And the rascal, uh, the in fact, in fact, the equipment screen, I think, should mm -hmm. also be there. Mm -hmm. And so things like that, a lot of players that like familiar with those things will be like, oh, OK, they have equipments and stuff, you know, mm -hmm. items that you can equip and uh, stuff like that. They'll see that and they'll go, oh, OK, I know what that system mm -hmm. is. But yeah, the first 10 need to be gameplay because right. that's what people are more interested in overall. I don't think I've ever gone through 10 screenshots. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. I suppose you want to get a real good look. You mm -mm. Click, <laughs> spam the click button. Well, usually if they have a good video as like the first yeah, thing, I'll watch need. the video. That does a good enough job, at least for me. 
I don't know. Yeah. I, I guess they have their process they want to go through. Yeah. Um, and hey, if that if that's the process they want, then they've cool. probably got stats on it that back it up to say mm. that it's the best way to do it. But you know, um, yeah. I love these. I think I love these minimum oh. specs. Oh yeah. RX four seventy. <laughs> Wait, how does how do the minimum specs actually work? Do you, are those um, something you guys had to like sort of I estimate, think... or like what's the deal there? We just chose the, the the computer we had that had the lowest specs and played it on that and was like, well, oh, it's playable, we'll just chuck them It Wasn't that the process? Uh, that's kind of, yeah. Okay. Um, in the in terms of the max specs, is that the max specs? I see, I see the minimum it. here. It's the i5-6300 Intel Graphics 520, 4GB um, RAM, Windows 10. Yeah. Yeah, that's an old yeah. Surface that I used to use, and uh, we just had a line around. We said, "Let's let's chuck book book on there," and it worked. Mm. So we're like, "Yeah." yeah. Huh. The okay. Mac specs are a little bit different because yeah. we don't have uh, a whole lot of Macs sitting around. We yeah, had yeah. to buy oh, one. The Mac specs, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. the current one is DJs. pretty decent, so we didn't want to use those specs because it probably would play on something. Well, we have two Macs. One's got like four gigs of RAM, and one's got sixteen. So we can't put the sixteen, but the four one doesn't run at that like. It's playable, but it's you, 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 you probably wouldn't recommend it to someone to play on those specs. You might want to yeah, update the specs. It says, oh, yeah? it says recommended 8 megabytes of RAM on the Mac <laughs> okay. side. Ooh. Yeah, we do need to update that. <laughs> yeah, thank okay. You. Yes, thank you. <laughs> also, one me- <laughs> yeah. 8 well, megabytes I mean, of like... RAM and 1 megabyte of available storage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> MB, GB, right <laughs> they're all the same. <laughs> I, yeah, I see what happened here. You just, someone yeah, yeah, yeah. just chose the wrong thing. Well, I mean, like, we're all, all well, some of us, not, not so much um, Luke as much. He's a little bit younger, but, like, Alex and I, we, we were making, uh, we used to put um, computers together that had, like, 512 megabytes of uh, RAM in it, you know, like, or even, like, 128 and stuff. Mm-hmm. We were putting those together when we were kids. <laughs> Um, I'm surprised they did. Yeah, we we remember those days. <laughs> I'm surprised they did. Like, no one was like, "Hey guys, that's uh." Like, I would think someone would notice that yeah. in the review process. Like, one megabyte of recommended storage. Not enough Mac gamers out there, clearly. <laughs> like the fact that your your recommended is lower than your minimum. Like, surely that yeah, yeah. throws something <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that seems like something you would have in like an automated system. Yeah, true. I guess not. I guess not, man. Um, well, theme, if you're listening, there you go. Yeah. Get a request. <laughs> yeah. I... One thing we haven't talked about, but like mm-hmm. we've sort of, because you asked us what's the process of getting it on phone, mm-hmm. and uh, we're actually a business, and we said that, but like the real reason I think we became a business to begin with was we were going for a grant, and this also ties in with some of the like the struggles was mm-hmm. um, we had to put together a document like a game design to try and go for it um, okay. which actually was really good because it helped us lower the scope so that we could then have enough room to increase the scope as i felt needed like <laughs> oh we need this <laughs> and i was going like no no it's not it it's like oh but it makes it a bit like the canon it was like last minute we need the canon because mm. it's it takes too long to get stuff like that um but yeah so um we were going for the grant for mm-hmm. uh for a grant uh sadly we didn't get it so that's um we're self-funded but that's why we're hoping we once we get on phone and we get some marketing we can uh, recover 
the costs that it's had. But um, yeah, that, that's why we chose the company route. Before that, we were just a partnership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And before that, yeah. A lot of people don't like the grant stuff. Like you can't apply as a partnership because they want someone who has to pay taxes and pay right. tax with or pay their um, uh, employees or whatever the, the company's employees. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like they want to make sure that that you're doing the right thing. And not, like partnership doesn't like I don't think it's as enforced as a uh, a company like a um, PTY or TD or whatever you know. Not as protective either, because if mm. your partner does something, you're liable now. Whereas as a company, if your partner does something, the company's liable. Right, right, right. Yeah. But and probably them also... if they've done something wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, there's rules around, like, if we do something wrong, then we're liable because mm. we did it wrong. So we're definitely not aiming to do anything wrong. No. <laughs> no. But yeah, it is It is all, like, there was a big learning curve there for... Um like starting a company <laughs> right, right. like not it didn't all have like uh none of us really had a a big understanding of of what it, like you had we a little, had any, bit. little bit but not not the experience of be, running one like right, no. yeah but yeah it was it's fun <laughs> lots of you, things you to read your and... own company before this yeah but that was the sole like trader self, so yeah, it was yeah, I operate as a sole trader as well, and that's yeah. not. There's, you know, it's pretty easy to do that. Like that's yeah, it's it's a little less involved with, mm. uh, like especially if you're not employing anyone or yeah, anything yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially it's pretty it, simple. Yeah, especially if you're not employing anyone, that's like really easy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So what if if you are already here as a company, like what what extra requirements do you need to worry about there? Um. Lots, lots of. We, uh, we have to hold an annual meeting, or and I'm pretty sure we have to, um, like have seven years worth of documentation of yes, our yeah. yeah. You have to hold on to that stuff, but yeah, it's it's uh, often. I think I think we have to do quarterly meetings. Is that correct, or is that just one? Someone uh, should know. I sorry. Yeah, we we opted yeah. into quarterly. Okay, quarterly, no, we okay. did, yes, we opted into quarterly. So that's right. what we will be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But there's a, there's a lot more reporting requirements and right. they're a lot yeah. more governed. Um, you do have to submit uh, various different reports to different, like to the ATO and stuff like that, mm-hmm. on top of what you'd normally have to do. Um, thankfully, we have a good accountant mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, th- he helps us out a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I couldn't even imagine trying to operate a company by myself doing the accounting. Like, that seems like a nightmare. Yeah. That's a job unto itself. Don't even <laughs> try it. <laughs> I don't think you'd be having a lot of fun. You'd be stuck doing other stuff that you don't want to be doing. Exactly, and that's, yeah. like, what the accountant has said, is, to like, focus on doing your game stuff, and uh, we'll sort out some of the, you know, all the that stuff that I, they can do. Yeah. <laughs> we. We do try and read up on the... We do, yeah. <laughs> Make sure we're up with the lingo. Uh, the yeah, lingu- yeah. <laughs> language. So, well, shifting topic from that to something a bit more positive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what has been... Like, when you were at Avcon, what was the general reaction you got from the game? Like, what have people said about the game while they got a chance to test it? I know you said that there was that kid that kept coming back, but besides that guy, uh, yeah, if, what else? If you're you listening, seen? it was Ted, right? If you're listening, Ted, thank you very much for playing <laughs> our game. You made our day. <laughs> yeah, he sure did. 
lots of people seem to enjoy it. And mm -hmm. I think that one of the things that sort of stood out a lot is that certain groups of people were skeptical at first, like mm -hmm. especially like people who really wanted that hardcore challenge were like, I don't usually play this kind of game. You know, it's it's too usually too easy. And especially when we, we reset it to default game speed every time mm -hmm. so that it was easier and more approachable. Uh, and then we said, hey, why don't you give it a go and change the speed up a bit? And then they started, like, a, a lot of people who started with that, I don't know, it's not usually my kind of thing, left with, that was actually fun, which was mm. kind of cool to hear. <laughs> it was nice to hear that people like that. And a couple of other people, like, oh, I don't usually play games, it might be a bit hard, I don't know if I can. Mm. And we thought, you know, we'll, we'll turn the game speed down for you, the controls are on the screen, but we can also help you out. And they also went away saying they enjoyed it, or just smiling and laughing, and, and that was a really positive reinforcement for us, I think. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. It was nice seeing people that weren't our friends and obliged to play potentially, mm -hmm. like enjoy it and actually say good things about it. Like, um, which I, that wasn't the first time, like when we released the demo, cause we were part of steam, um, next fest, mm -hmm. we actually got a couple of people playing that were like, oh, I'm going to play all demos in steam next fest. Mm -hmm. And it was awesome seeing just someone on YouTube, just streaming our game and giving us a commentary like oh it's a chicken i love chickens I'm like yes <laughs> so um like we like but it, i guess it is also nice seeing them in person being mm -hmm. able to interact with them and talk to them um we did get a lot of uh switch players that just kept going back because our a button is in like xbox controller a where oh switch right, a. right right yeah so we're we're gonna have to try and figure out how to do that um and also it looked like we may want to port to Switch if mm. after phone because I did um, notice that on your website, yeah. Yeah, that's the goal. Yeah, we initially did um apply to um Switch, uh, sorry, to Nintendo to tr uh, to be on the Switch mm -hmm. to get the dev kit that they have. Mm -hmm. Um and I think because when we applied it was like a very early version of the game and we didn't have it released on Steam or anything like that, so we're hoping that we can reapply at a later date, mm -hmm. uh, hopefully soon, uh, and get a different outcome this time. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, then we can start deving on, on Switch. That'd be mm -hmm. great. So one um, of the guys at Avcon said we were like one of, uh, one of his standout games. Mm -hmm. Like he said, there were two in the indie games room and we were one of them. And we were like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. We, we felt like we were always busy. Like there wasn't really a gap of, someone not playing so mm -hmm. like i think we succeeded there it it was yeah it was nice seeing the positive reactions mm -hmm. um we just haven't gotten to the stage to like get those reactions to equal like downloads on the game or right right did you have like uh, any uptick in like like any at all from the uh people at avcon or was it just like people had fun there and then sort of moved on I think a lot of people, like, they would finish playing the game. They were like, this is great. I enjoyed it. Where, where, like, are you on mobile or something like that? You know, are right, you on Switch? Right. And so I think a lot of that, a lot of people are, are like, that played it were probably like, yeah, I'll get it when it comes out on phone. Right. Because yeah. we did say, yes, it will be coming out on phone later on in the year. Um, but currently it's on Steam. And so a lot of people might not, like, necessarily pick it up on steam mm -hmm. and we did notice a few sales you know in in you know in particular we had ted and uh, ted's dad <laughs> thank us for you know letting him uh, spend the time at avcon just mm -hmm. chilling with us that's good. and that was great um 
it was really like great overall positive feedback but yeah we um i think a lot of people were hanging out to see it on mobile mm-hmm. uh, it's also because... that we marketed it all so yeah that like, too we're waiting because we have limited like we don't want to spend too much on it we're waiting till we have it everywhere so people when we do market it they can just play it wherever they want to. right right so we're thinking that you know they've we've got their first impression at avcon once if they do see an ad in the future they'll be like oh i remember this this was heaps good fun <laughs> so in terms of oh sorry i was oh, gonna no. say in terms of people uh knowing it was great it was a good uh exercise to show off our game and because previously it was just friends and family that had played the game so i think we had like we must have had over like 200 people like come in and and just play it and try it out like uh we didn't give as many cards out as that but we definitely uh, had people come past and give us the feedback so it we we know we're on the right track with kind of what we've got and uh yeah yeah nice there you go you get a couple that's great so i that was your first time like actually physically showing off the game then like yeah Uh, there was was outside of your like friends and family yeah there was one night before that okay um that we went to like the games plus they have get togethers for devs Mm -hmm. uh in the city so we went there and we uh, just had it on our phones and we were just, we split up and tried to show everyone we could at the venue. Mm-hmm. Um, and we found out that we needed to make the tutorial a lot shorter from that because it was a lot longer and people were like, I just want to play. So <laughs> that helped us a lot. So that Avcon, we had a tutorial that actually kind of worked. Um, yeah. Well, yeah it was we get it. it was- <laughs> but also it's different showing gamers compared to developers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the tutorial you guys had there was... I don't even remember the tutorial. Like, that's how that's how quick it sort of went <laughs> yeah. by. Like, it taught you everything you need to know, which isn't, like, a ton, but it got the point across. Like, what, what was your original tutorial like then if it was too long? I think it just was, like, it had... Instead of doing things twice, you had to do things three times. Everything right, was, right. like, spread out longer, whereas now okay. it's all compact. And you, ti- you didn't time slow as much sort of mm-hmm. thing. So, yeah, it was... right. Well, like long. maybe three times as long or something. So it was just oh, you know, okay, thinking yeah. about like yeah. thinking about like people that like when they first download your game, they'll play it for like I don't know a couple minutes, mm-hmm. and then they'll just give up on it if they don't like it. And we didn't want to lose that person or that player during that experience because some people they just they like the attention spans. You know, they just want to get into the game and get going. You know, yep, yep. and that's fine. That's that. like Sometimes that's the way it is. Sometimes, yeah, exactly. Sometimes it's just you don't have time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we wanted to make sure that it was as painless for that kind of player mm-hmm. as possible, but also still had all the stuff we need to for every everyone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I certainly showed a lot of people at like work gatherings and and so other social gatherings. I went to the old tutorial, and it was a lot easier to fail. I know that you can still fail in the existing one, but when people failed the tutorial, they really got disheartened. Right. And you'd have to really coach them through trying again and trying again until they got it. Mm-hmm. Um, and because it was about a minute and a half experience, it, it was like, if you, if you got 30 seconds in and you died, mm-hmm. you had to do that 30 seconds again. And, and yet people really weren't too fond of that. Right, um, right. But then as well as that, after the tutorial, you would just stay in a world that was tutorial level blocks. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would just be the tutorial land. But 
we after uh, at some point in time we decided what if it just faded into the first level so that the tutorial tutorial level almost just okay. disappeared once you finished it and you were already playing the first level and that's kind of where it that's where it was at in avcon mm -hmm. and that really helped people just continue through the levels I guess they that's were like, probably why next, I didn't next, notice next. it then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. That's, exactly. That's a yeah. That's actually a really good idea. Yeah. I did. No. I th I think that's a, a really cool way to handle it. Um, like, I yeah. I I just uh, I just yeah. I I don't even know what to say about that. <laughs> I think it's just a good idea. You guys worked it out clearly. Yeah, we, we, we had help. We had people. Yeah. Um, one that brings up one of the biggest issues i think we had was early on before mm -hmm. the tutorial even now we still have this issue is mm -hmm. uh holding jump is not like you definitely do it in mario to jump higher sure but it's definitely not natural for a lot of players they mm -hmm. just tap it they tap it and then they die to the water and so right. we had to be like how do we get players to hold that bad boy button so they actually fly in the air because everyone was tapping it and dying and we were mm -hmm. like no because uh like is there an yeah is, is there any other games that sort of like i mean there would be but it's just not it just didn't seem intuitive i guess because they were thinking we're more like flappy bird or something else so. yeah it's <sighs> considering that it's sort of aimed at like a the mo it's a very mobile style game where you do tend to just tap or it a lot of a lot of the like infinite runner games are just tap once and then yeah. as opposed to a more traditional platformer like i don't know uh celeste jack and daxter things like that where you do like there is a clear difference between tapping and holding um i can understand especially when you're saying that a lot of people that sort of were asking about mobile clearly it had more of a sort of mobile kind of audience to it yeah mm. that i i think that makes sense why it was a problem then yeah also yeah. a lot of the time we were demoing it on a mobile to people because it's what we had with us right okay so that they also were makes sense. playing it like a mobile game and that's fine um but it is a little bit more of a pl platformer style mm -hmm. uh experience mm -hmm. even though it is an infinite runner <laughs> and <laughs> don't let us shoebox it into mobile because like the way i play it on steam i've got a beast sure. of a computer of course i'm going to play it on that and the high scores go across or mm -hmm. will so you'll be you'll be able to see which one you're on potentially mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. um yeah i definitely would play it on my pc so mm -hmm. there there's i'm hoping there will be other speedrunners that can uh, put their name up there so it's not just big b at the top of every level and i uh, have a reason <laughs> to replay them so uh, if you feel like you're a great gamer get on it people because we uh, did B -B -B. Yeah, we did have quite a few people uh, give us a comment of like because they learned about like that the seeds are all the same for the uh, the but it was procedurally generated but was, everyone's experiencing the same thing. Mm -hmm. Some people were saying, "Oh, this would be great for speedrunning communities," and I was like, "I guess I didn't. I wasn't looking. Like I didn't realize that." But like, yeah, I was like, "Yeah," because people would just like they will learn that route and they will learn every little block. That, ex that that could spawn and be like, yeah, I know I got to be left on this side and be right on this side just to maximize their distance. Well, and yeah, just or of, just because you can unlock stuff and you can go to the next level and keep going. Sorry, sort of on that note, no, sorry, Discord's a, yeah. yeah no. <laughs> um, on that note, like you could add, I don't know if you, got, you have the option for this, but you could add the ability to set the seed. So if you want to like specifically use this seed or like, especially with those those daily challenges, if you wanted to, 
sort of practice that in like a outside of that. Um, I think that would be at least something to mess around with. It's funny that you say that. That was a feature on our list, and I think it's somewhere on our list, but it did get cut from scope when we were making that business plan as to what, what goes into the time we have okay. versus, like, especially before packs. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not going to make it in before packs. Sure, sure. But it's a good idea. We we had that idea as well, and it would be really nice to have, like, a custom play mode mm-hmm. where not only can you set the seed, but also you can pick which obstacles you like mm-hmm. to play with. Um, But, yeah, it was it's like a lot of work, and we thought, We'll we'll keep it on the back burner as a maybe potential future update. Sure. sure. No, that ma- that makes sense. Like obviously there are things you're going to want to do in the future that yeah. you just either can't justify now or in some cases I'm sure can't work out how to do now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Trying to do anything that like completely changes the way the game plays mm-hmm. can be challenging. Like or like just adding something that's like a new feature that then just butts up against all of the other right c- current features that, that like you know so we really uh, have to be careful with them and um like yeah how they work yeah. you know a, a mythic that unrolls the cylinder for example <laughs> yeah <laughs> that'd be crazy but then well, you gotta worry about how about... you deal with the models for that because it'll yeah, be have... around a, a curve it'd be interesting <laughs> uh we've mentioned ones like top down like it kind of like flattens it into like a you know pancake type yeah, thing, yeah. and you experience it top down. That'd be interesting, but that'd be a, a bit of a struggle to. <laughs> or one that up. makes you really really tiny, and then everything's huge. <laughs> also, you like yeah, you, you, you sort of zoom the camera in as well, or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But then it would just, just be like bland. It would just look like grass <laughs> mostly. <laughs> It'd be big big gaps between things. That's for sure. <laughs> So but for yeah, that, that list of things that you guys want to do, like what sort of things are outside of scope for now, but you still are interested in adding at some point? Um, <laughs> yeah. We have a big old checklist of all of them. <laughs> Definitely uh, there's areas, like we have some coming up, mm-hmm. like we have ideas for a beach and a Halloween area mm-hmm. and uh, seasonal type content. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we're definitely going to do those, like, um, sorry, uh, Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do have other ones that we've thought of, like space and stuff. But, like, we just would just, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely on the horizon of, like, maybe one day. It depends on, you know, how much time and, right. you know, effort we can afford to put into this mm-hmm. beyond. I yeah. think we're also looking at our next potential game as well Mm -hmm. like because we want to have more than just one under our belt if we can so like we want we we want to spend some time not just on board book although we will dedicate the time to make sure we have bug fixes and and little content like patches so that it does keep uh Mm -hmm. keep up to date and have something for you but i guess one Thing that some people have asked for is like multiplayer if you could both be on the cylinder and we actually have done some multiplayer games so okay. it's like it, it's it's possible but we're like probably not for bork bork we're thinking maybe bork bork together sort of thing maybe <laughs> if bork bork does well otherwise yeah because like, yeah. <laughs> i mean that that would be fun but i'd be it, rewriting the whole it, thing <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, I, I, that would be chaos with uh <laughs> yeah i can especially with some of the items you guys have in there that that could turn into pure chaos and i'm sure would yeah. be an optimization nightmare yeah for yeah, sure 100 percent. so um with the oh so we're gonna say something oh i was gonna say one of the other features that we're thinking of adding but it might be after we've hit the packs deadlines mm -hmm. um that is items being able to level up the more you play with them and the more stars you collect with them okay so uh at the moment items always have the default look and the same color for everyone mm -hmm. but we thought people like to customize and if if you know the default hat's green somebody might want it blue or purple or orange or whatever mm -hmm. so we thought why not add like variants of the items that you can only unlock by playing with that item right and then it also gives you another sort of egg sink because mm -hmm. one of the things about having uh, currency that's easy to get so that you can buy all the items is that once you bought all the items what do you do with that right the, the you buy cannon tickets you buy cannon tickets and that's currently in the game which is why this is a deep like a out of scope feature for now um is that we could have it so that you pay eggs to change the color as well mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of your items once you've also played with them and earned the stars to unlock the colors color groups that was another idea and i think um some people that we kind of floated that idea around with they were pretty keen for it but it, it represents a significant amount of work for us so that's why it's like maybe you know later <laughs> it'd be like a whole new menu <laughs> yeah. a whole new menu yeah it would be and i'm sure that would be me doing that <laughs> <laughs> i'm the menu guy i work on websites for work so it's like i know ui it's it's a thing <laughs> So you mentioned uh, the like idea of a future game. Do you guys have any ideas in mind right now? Would you want to make something sort of akin to Bork Bork or something entirely different? Like we have many, but <laughs> we do. We we kind of discussed this. We were like, what what would be our next one? And a while ago, I made a prototype of a roguelike card game, and then pretty much the the uh, in thing at the moment that lots of people that have been making them now mm. the difference with this one is that it's co-op so okay it's, have you ever played the game inscription it, if you haven't no. it is an awesome game and you should put it on your list because i think all three of us have played it and it's amazing yeah um 100%. basically oh, it's 40 it's, off right now yeah <laughs> well you know, you <laughs> that's it um it's kind of like a little bit of Yu-Gi-Oh, which we used to play a little bit. Um, but oh, I know like... this one. Okay, no, I do know this one. I've just not played it. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Would but uh, we're kind of going into like a co-op version of that. Okay. Uh, we haven't titled it or anything, but we've played a couple of rounds of it, and we enjoyed yeah, it. It's fun. Um, definitely. But it, that's still a long, like probably a long way. Yeah. Like, all, so all comes first because. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for now. That's that's something that's more like a game that like w we chose Bork Bork because like initially because like it is something that we could well, like we had a, a prototype for it. We had a mm. bunch of prototypes, but Super Bork Bork Chicken got the choice because in relative scale of uh, scope, mm -hmm. it, uh, Super Bork Bork Chicken had uh, that smaller scope. Mm -hmm. And with one of these kind of games, it is more more so the game that all three of us would really get around and enjoy um and like not saying that we don't enjoy super Bowl, we really do i'm just saying like 
um it's more in line with the kind of games that we would play on steam right right. Uh, so it'd be nice to do a game that's more in style of what we would play as gamers <laughs> and work on something that's um yeah yeah don't let us fool you we do have like I think I've got like 30 or 40 hours on Super Bowl Pork Chicken. Yeah, yeah. We definitely so like, play that we a lot. We love it. We do. Yeah. Like, yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah. We, we play a bunch of different uh, genres. Mm-hmm. It'd be great to have some sort of like first person experience, yeah. either shooter or like uh, uh, we love puzzles. So mm-hmm. like uh, escape room type style game would be cool to have. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we've talked about a whole bunch of different ones, but I think uh deck is something that's like and oh sorry the the card yeah. co-op game which is called deck is something working, working, that we were working, <laughs> working title yeah. it has a deck in it yeah <laughs> uh yeah. we're not sure where we're going but at the moment that would just just for more background is that mm. the the cards are like animals and they each have their effect okay and basically you can put one card's effect on another so then mm. you can have up to three effects that synergize with each other sort of mm. like the items in port or the rpg okay. elements of... okay mm. no that makes sense yeah mm. I, i've yeah. not so played that many have... roguelike card get like the only one i've really gotten like played a bunch of was uh slay the spire oh um, yeah. that's a big one mm. there's another australian one that i really like called ring of pain, ring of pain. um and that was uh, funded by victorian government um, and I played it a lot, but I think my favorite one is Inscription. I don't think I've seen That's got a, um, like a really deep story, um, that you can kind of unravel as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what do they call those? Um, like the back rooms type stuff with all ah, the lore yeah, and, yeah. you know, it's like, you can really delve deep into that rabbit hole mm-hmm. and, you know, so that one is u- unique in that sense. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't seen one similar to that, but mm-hmm. yeah, that was that was definitely really cool to see. Mm-hmm. Well, I should, do I have anything else I really want to talk about for this? Um, I think we hit on most of the main topics. Actually, one thing I did sort of I didn't want to ask you about, like, so there is this sort of rise of handheld PC gaming with the release of the Steam Deck, which is still not being sold in Australia. Uh, no. <laughs> Valve, somebody. I know some people from Valve watch watch this watch this channel. Somebody release it here. Um, what do you guys think about this this sort of new way of playing PC games? I think well, it's great. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, definitely. Um, personally, personally, I work in front of a desk, mm-hmm. in front of my computer every day, all the time. It's it's what I like. I love doing it, right? But sometimes I just need to get away from this desk mm-hmm. and go to a comfy chair mm-hmm. and look mm-hmm. at a screen that's somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a Switch for exactly that reason. Mm-hmm. And I've looked up the Steam Deck multiple times to try and buy it for exactly that reason. It's just nice getting away from this scenario and being in a different room, mm-hmm. maybe next yeah. to my partner. Like it, it's just a different way of gaming that I think is. Uh, if especially if I could play my PC games or my Steam library, mm-hmm. it just unlocks gaming for me. It's great. I'd mm-hmm. I'd love it. <laughs> Walkbook would be heaps good on Steam Deck too. <laughs> oh, but yeah, yeah. I think we've had I mean... someone that I know play it on the Asus version of that. Um, I forgot what it's called. 
I know what you're talking about. The Asus. Yeah, the handheld Asus. handheld version of that. Um, and they said it ran fine, so it should work fine on the Steam Deck. RG Ally, that's it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. why. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, but if anyone does have a Steam Deck and wants to try it out, give it a go and let us know how it goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you had anyone, uh, um, like, attempt to play the game through Proton, like, on, like, on Linux through, on the Steam Deck or anything like that? Or just, it, it's just been, you haven't had anyone try it out yet, or? Uh, not, not that I'm, not, not that you aware we're, of? we're aware of, no. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Someone should... may have tried it, but <laughs> they didn't tell us. <laughs> Most games now work just fine, so it, yeah. it should be a, not an issue, but occasionally you'll run into things... like I, I pretty much play all my games on Linux at this point. The, the only things that are really an issue are uh, the, the, the basically malware that uh, Riot makes for Valorant and League, oh, yeah. uh, the, the rootkit-level uh, anti-cheat systems... Yep. And it's pretty much anti-cheat stuff that's an issue at this point. Most other games play perfectly fine. And usually the only things that really cause issues at this point are cutscenes in weirdly encoded formats that older games used to use. Um, like right. Devil May Cry 1, 2, and 3. They use a weird cutscene format, like a video format. So whenever okay. you try to play the game, it just skips the cutscenes. Oh, okay. That's... Yeah. <laughs> Modern games Did don't do that. Modern games are no. insensible codecs. Um, <laughs> but there are some weird yes. older codecs used in the early 2000s. Is there something you can add to your system uh, to, like, play those ga uh, games and include the cutscenes? Well, that one, no. But there are other games. Um, so, the like, the, the main version of Proton that Valve ships, there's only, obviously, there's going to be issues with shipping certain features because of licenses with certain software um but if there are issues people will use a community version of it called proton ge which includes some of the extra stuff um right. that usually ends up dealing with a lot of problems in that particular game it doesn't though which is it's fine as i played the game i just had a video open on youtube looking at the cutscenes, yeah. <laughs> so yeah fair worked. enough um, have you tried playing Super Book Book Ticket on Linux? I haven't just yet. Um, I I was meaning to before we did this, but I just hadn't had any time to do so. Um, I'll probably check it out after this if it if it works fine. I'll let yeah, you know. Yeah, well, please let us know how it goes. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like it if there's is. anything issues wise, yeah, we bring them up to hear it. Yeah, same with like anyone who's played Book Book in general, like mm. and ha maybe listening or whatever. Um, any sort of feedback that you have, you're welcome to chuck in the Discord or uh, send wherever we have uh, the ability to see it. Um, yeah, like our Steam discussions. If, yeah, or our yeah. Socials. Yep. socials, yeah. Um, feel free to tell us and let us know what doesn't work or what does work uh, for your PC and or rig. Yeah. Especially if you're, you know, using... It's, I think it's important with, like, those lower-end systems. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, obviously, like, I've run a 6700 XT and a 3600X, which is by no means, like, a top-end system. But a game yeah. like Bork Bork, it'll play just fine. But yeah, if you're on, like... You're... Uh, like a, 8 a, megabytes? Oh, sorry? On 8 megabytes? No, no. <laughs> 32 <laughs> megabytes. 32 megabytes of memory. It's, it's a, <laughs> you know, <laughs> sorry. It's <laughs> all good. Um... But, like, on those lower-end systems where, you know, it it could actually be an issue, that's, like, especially, like, mm. really important. Yeah, yeah we've sure. got 
um i can't remember what brand it is but we've got this tiny little computer that kind of fits into a box about this big mm. and um it runs windows uh and so that one we, we're planning to test on that in the near future as well as part of this uh, performance optimization for mobile mm -hmm. as well as mobiles i mean if we can get it running on older mobiles and that and you know in the future potentially the switch mm -hmm. it's gonna work everywhere <laughs> yeah we have like I, I think i was playing uh, earlier versions of bork bork not the current one but earlier versions of bork bork on a pixel 2 mm -hmm. and it was playing reasonably well like playable mm -hmm. i would say um certainly <laughs> Uh, towards the end of like graphics. really fast speeds, it might have been a bit struggly, but mm. my battery was getting a bit warm. But you know, it was playing, and I was like, "Wow, that's that's old now." <laughs> when did Pixel Two come out? Pixel Two, uh, twenty seventeen. This was that five? Yeah, no, six. Six, six. We're twenty twenty three now. Yeah, <laughs> Holy. Yes. So six years—that's pretty good. Mm. Most people don't hold onto their phones that long, not really anymore. It's like maybe two, three years. Mm -hmm. So you reckon? Do you reckon there well, will be people? Not that everyone. I'm just saying because people like often upgrade. Well, if you're on a, a phone plan, a lot of people just automatically upgrade yeah. every year or whatever their plan is. Yeah. Phone plans are a scam. I've said this before yeah. as well. Hundred percent. Uh, I buy them outright for sure. Yeah. I buy secondhand ones because then I get them cheaper. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. See, the, the nice thing about buying a phone every like three or four years. You get a really big upgrade. Like if you're yeah, buying yeah, a phone every yeah. year, like it's gonna like you know. And what's the difference between an iPhone? What is the current iPhone? I don't know. What don't is the current difference between iPhone the current year and iPhone current year plus one? Not yeah, much true. really. Yeah. Yeah. But if you wait like four years, hey, you might lose a bunch of features because it's an iPhone. But you're probably gonna get more performance <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. twice as well. <laughs> we 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 just like I was watching something and I was like oh. If you have like a new Android, you can like tap and hold someone's picture and mm. you cut them out. And I was like, that's amazing. But I didn't know because like I was like, I think up until like seven or something months ago, mm. I was using the Pixel 2 and that was my day to day phone. And I was like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> but like, you know, it's amazing when you go four or five years. Yeah, yeah. It's mm. pretty big. That's great. Mm -hmm. So I guess. It's pretty much time to end off the uh, end of the show. We're almost coming up on two hours now. Goodness. Um. So I guess let people know where they can find everything about the game, where they can buy it, all that stuff. Well, the central location would be superborkborkchicken.com. <laughs> it has a nice big video at the top. And then if you scroll down a little bit, it's got all the places you can get it and all the socials that you can follow us on. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, if it's a kind of a standout name, Bork Bork, Super Bork Bork Chicken. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you Google it, you'll also come up with. Uh, you have to use the full Super Bork Bork Chicken yeah. because there are other <laughs> food companies in America called Bork Bork. Chicken. Right, that makes sense. <laughs> but pretty much, we're on Discord, Facebook, um, Twitter, or X or whatever, um, and Mastodon at the moment. I think okay, we're awesome. going to get an Instagram at some point. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Like we're we're mostly on Discord though. That's where you can like talk to us and mm -hmm. give us like feedback and information or whatever like that, and mm -hmm. suggestions and stuff. But yeah, that's the main places. And the game is on Steam, and it will be coming to Android, iOS, and the Switch. And you will yeah. be at PAX. And we and will, be, will at be at PAX. Mm -hmm. Which would be very exciting. In our chicken shirts, our super bork bork yeah, shirts. You're the only one who showed up with a shirt on. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to represent the business. <laughs> Get his name out. We'll make sure yeah. we're wearing it at PAX. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, th- you know, cheers for having us on. Yeah, it, yeah like, thank you very know, much. Great. We're very appreciative. Um, first person to kind of like reach out and like get us, you know, on something. So that was cool. Well, but also, it's just good. been such a great chat because you're like the vibe yeah. has been real chill. I really <laughs> liked it. So uh, thank yeah. you very much for putting putting us into a comfortable position and like letting us yeah. talk to you. No worries. Well, I'm I'm happy you guys reached out because with Twitter breaking DMs and I had to like do all that. Honestly. Like, I don't want to pay for Twitter Blue, but I kind of have to if I want to be able to DM people. It's so yeah. annoying to not be able to because they they also changed it so the default behavior is only your followers can DM you unless they're Twitter Blue. So oh. you got to like message people to like follow you or message you first. It's so annoying. Yeah. Can everyone just use Mastodon, please? This this is the nice thing about bringing like people in the Linux space on because everyone on Linux has a Mastodon account. It's it's great, but I don't want to give Twitter money, but I might have to. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys guys have any uh, other things to mention, or is that everything? I think that's it. Okay. Awesome. I'll uh, do my outro then. Uh, If you guys want to watch my. Uh, gaming stuff. I do gaming on Brodeon Games. Right now, I should be playing Portal 2 co-op with Rogue Ren and going through Final Fantasy 16. Uh, check that out on Twitch, YouTube, also on Kick if you want to be there. That just happened. Like, I restream. It's everywhere. Uh, if you want to go check out the main channel, that is Brody Robertson. I do Linux videos there six-ish days a week. And if you're watching the video version of this, you can find the audio version Anywhere you can find audio podcasts, there is an RSS feed. Stick in your favorite app and you're good to go. If you want to see the video version, it is available on YouTube at Tech Over T. And all of my socials for this account, Tech Over T, main channel, Brody Robertson, or I think it's like Brody on Linux. It's something like that. It'll be in the description. Check it out. Uh, I'll give you guys the final word. What do you want to say? Enjoy Thank Super Bowl chicken. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> See you guys later.